0: Alrighty, my name is Nicholas. As you know, this is Polar Bliss. Quick short intro right now, because we're just jumping into part two of my uh, interview with Joe Kennedy, introducing Joe Kennedy. So this is part two. If you haven't checked out part one, go hit it up, and then come back for part two. All right, here we go. I want to delve into your your past, your previous enterprise that you spoke to me a little bit about.
1: That is would be cauliflower our dispensary that we had so when did you start that up um let's see we both graduated and got our associate's degree in 2012 and of course you know we you know you know the the whole hype with the whole um things resetting over the computers and everything with the you know and the whole and the mind calendar what have you you know it was like uh, just, you know, that, and we graduated. We thought we were going to go out and get some jobs and stuff. Um, we moved from where we were at over to my wife's mom's house, who decided to go up to Idaho with her, um, her, I think, boyfriend at that time. And um, just didn't really find that much work and was kind of needing money kind of immediately. And... You know, Carrie started working for a dispensary and mind you keep in mind that, you know, this is when dispensaries would pop up and then they would be, you know, doing business for, I don't know, sometimes maybe only four or five months and then they would get like busted and raided. What what year are we in? 2012 yeah yeah so this is before it was legal and you know they would just pop up somewhere else you know what i mean you know if you had deep enough pockets you could just you know keep that cycle going because there was just a shitload of fucking money to be made and people were scanning people and going through and having medical cards stuff like that so that was legit you know what i mean they were trying to they were trying to you know walk the line and everything and do things right um but you know there was you know, still kind of a lot of things undocumented and, you know, still gray when it comes to taxes and all that stuff like that. So, and they weren't legally operating with the right paperwork and everything else that was supposed to be, you know, um, with that, but they, you know, were sticking to the guidelines where, you know, you'd have to have your medical card and everything. So she was doing that and, um, she was getting good with all the, um, all the patients and stuff. So she, you know, was, um, kind of, she was doing a lot of delivering she was working in in and um she there was a person who would come and deliver uh meds the uh, edibles and um his name was Steve, and he his company was docs Delights, and she had mentioned you know you know my you know husband was looking for some work, and he was like, yeah, you know shoot 'em all down, you know you know he can help make some edibles and stuff and so I did. And that started happening, you know, money's you know generating stuff, and I just kept on hearing about like you know all, all the people that just always enjoyed you know Carrie delivering to them and saying stuff like you know she, it was almost to the point where you know when you see somebody enough times and you're talking to people on the phone, or you're hearing someone all the you started saying, like, man, this person's there all the time. I mean, you know what what part of the, I mean, do they do they own it? Or are they part of the whole thing? And what's going on with that? And everyone would say, you know, man, we love it when you deliver, and you know, you should probably maybe do your own thing, and and then she would, you know, tell me, and I'm just thinking, like, you know, you know, maybe, you know. So I was talking to my brother, and i um, about, you know, making money and stuff, and he was like, you should just sell weed, and I was like, no, nah, I can't do that, you know, what I mean, like, who the fuck am I going to get to sell it, You know, me buying this weed and shit. I don't even mm-hmm. I know a lot of people up here and everything, and you know, he, you know, my brother again, was the type of person that he'll nickel and dime. He'll just nickel and dime ventures all over the place. And, you know, I used to always just be like, I'm going to waste a fucking time. Like I just, I can't bring myself to sit there and spend 20% here and do 10% there and there. And, and, you know, just be all over the place. But in, in hindsight, you know, and later on down the line, I realized how much of an asset that really could be, especially, you know, when you just have so many different little avenue uh, streams, you know, uh, revenue streams that just can be, and it adds up. It really, really does. People will be surprised. I'm, I'm usually a person that likes those, you know, 150% of that one thing. And then just, it's, it's all in on that, you know, and you try to, to make that work, you know, give it my all. But, you know, there, there's things you learn over time, you know, especially when you see something and you see how it works for somebody else. And it's like, man, he's depending on that for the longest time. and It's worked for him. So what the fuck am I doing, you know? And so I was talking it you know, over, you know, with the wife, and I said, you probably just, you know, just download and get a bunch of those patients that you know that, you know, really like you, and just let them know and see how much they would just be, you know, down to buy from mm-hmm. us, you know? And this was when WeMaps was just fucking out of control. You know I mean? They were just, like, <laughs> exploiting the fuck out of everyone because they could, because, you know, this was, like, the one go-to where everyone used to that platform to just find every place around them that sold weed and um we decided you know what let's just get an ounce so i remember talking to to steve the guy who owns the Oxalites, lights and he was like yeah you know i could, you know we go to someone else i think we got like an ounce or something like that and it was like i think it was called drink green dragon or some shit and this was like stuff that he used for you know the edible so it wasn't like groomed it wasn't like you know totally you know uh pruned up you know and, and ready to go like rough outdoor yeah it, yeah exactly Jordan. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. and so and it you know it had, it, it had a good nose you know um and it was it's, it, supposedly i mean we trimmed it up made it look good you know it wasn't fully cured so we went through that process uh, but when we put it out you know and we were surprised we were surprised that we you know i was surprised that we ended up getting some people that were because we gave out samples too so I we went around and just gave out a little bit to everybody and then you know one thing led to another and things and people were liking it like they really liked that shit you know because I think it had a lot of Indica you know side and people just people just really want to get fucked up right it's like this is the time where you say oh yeah you know we did have legit patients laying on but like when it's all said and done a lot of people didn't really want to get into so much of the Stevas. they just wanted something that was laid back fucking lounge out gonna you know, be out on the couch and just fucking chill you know yeah and so, you know, one thing led to another, and we're picking up, and things are going. We're we're not even going on a fucking weed maps. So this is gonna be word of mouth. This is gonna be like all organic, uh, grassroots type of shit, and like, refer, 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 and you will get bonuses for referring. Right, mm-hmm. you get discounts or a free eighth after X amount and stuff like that. And that would, you know, again, incentive, you know, motivators, fucking huge.
0: That's a good. That's a good strategy for. For that line of...
1: That's when you get, like, you get free weed? Free weed. That's the... Yeah. Fucking aid. Free stuffs. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And they got that, you know, right on their next order. That was like, it doesn't look like 30-day and all this other bullshit. This was like instantly written down and the next time they fucking ordered, it was slapped on their shit saying thank you. You know what I mean? And people, I think... They can relate to that. They liked it a lot. It, it, you know, so instant gratification and knowing that you did something and you got rewarded for it, just right in there and not having to fucking send in some fucking rebate or something. And you're it, helping,
0: like, contributing to something larger.
1: Yeah, exactly. Local businesses. <laughs> and it was like, we cut off the snake where, where it started. I mean, if you referred somebody and they did something or it was fucked up or whatever, then that you got cut too. Mm-hmm. That's all it was, you know, so you need to put your, you know, if, if you felt like that individual was a good person and that they weren't going to, you know, and everything was to be kosher, then you referred them over. And we always made sure to know who referred who, and we would go down that line because we only had a couple, a couple of people. And we got to the point where, I don't know, I think we might've had close to maybe getting up to close to, I, I don't know, somewhere maybe close to a thousand. I'm not sure our patients I mean, we, we were going at this for like almost like nine years, you know, and this was, this was six days a week. Sundays were the only days we took off. Mind you, we got, I got two kids and it was just her and me and constant, you know, just delivering, delivering, delivering every single day, cash on the barrel, you know.
0: That's a lot of baggage to process.
1: There's a lot of jars to keep filled. You sold them in jars? No, I mean, keeping the jars. Oh, keeping them. Yeah, yeah, constantly keeping fucking the flow coming in. I mean, it was just like, I think, you know, one time, I'm just saying, we, we were like the big, but we got up, I think we had something like, I want to say maybe 16 or 17 strains at the most that we had at one time. And that's not counting all the edibles and everything else that we had, you know. And we had little accessories and we had, you know, we had glass pipes. Not just shitty, like, but we had, you know, nice glass pipes and stuff like that. So we had a website, you know, I made a website and I updated it constantly. I mean, that was a thing in itself, constantly keeping on top of it, you know, trying to you know make sure we bring stuff that's been tested or... Do you hire anyone? No, not one person. It was just her. And Good me. for you. That's it. And um, so, the, and you know, I'm driving all the LA and all over the place to pick up fucking weed and shit like that. You know what I mean? And, Where were you sourcing from? Homies.
0: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, there was no real actual legit. When Not it came to it all? No. No. I think the legit things that we had, we had Sensi Chews, we had Corovas, we had a bunch of like legitimate edible mm-hmm. company stuff. But like when it came to the weed, I mean, it was all just, you know, underground. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was it. Um there would be some stuff that comes down the line that might have been tested you know that had some paperwork with it but like you know that's just so that they can probably ask for command for a higher price or something you know what I mean like whatever
0: also a QR code is really easy to make
1: yeah and we had you know outdoor we had indoor we had hash and you know we had all that stuff and moon rocks and shit like that you know what i mean so we were we were doing things for 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 a minute and then you know we would uh promote things on the 420 or um you know uh, the oil day and it was like you know christmas and valentine's we did the with the strawberries and you know the edible fucking chocolate and stuff you know infused and so i mean we were I mean there was a couple of christmases i think we did like over a thousand plus dollars of stuff that was just like raffled off you know what i mean so you bought more you spent more money buying weed you would get more raffle tickets and stuff and i mean i think mm-hmm. one point we had like a like a 200 freaking you know triple glass bong or some shit you know what i mean like a just, that, yeah. yeah i mean nice shit you know what i mean this is like yeah, stuff yeah, that I, I mean i would just toss into twenty dollars to to uh you know even if i was a patient just to see if i you know get something because almost everyone got a gift no matter what. Even if it went all the way down, you might get a grinder or some shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it was just like, you know, or a roller thing for rolling, you know, weed and shit. So you always made out. Everyone made out. Everyone loved it. And I was always anticipating of it. And I was making edibles too. I was making brownies and I was making candies and different things. So, I mean, you know, it was popping. Everything was going good. And we had some vendors for for hash and we had some vendors for wax and stuff. So we had, you know, we had a menu. We had a menu. We had something like, I think it was like 70 or 80 things on the menu. Like when it just over everything on the website and it, and it was, um, and it was good. It was really good. In fact, I'm sitting there, you know, whoring myself out on fucking Excel, just like constantly punching all these numbers in and shit and, and seeing what days and I'm looking at making graphs and shit. I'm just like, I'm like eating all this up and I'm just like looking at like, Oh my God, look at the exponential growth every fucking month. Boom, 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 boom. Right. And it's like, that we next year we did better Then the next year we did better and it was like whoa like how satisfying is that it was like every day i i listened to this one song when i go out and shit and it was just like i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a fucking a million you know what i mean like this is it this is fucking it this is really what's going to go down right now well, I mean, it all sounded good, and of course, part of it was just like sandbagging, money, getting ready for when it goes legal. In fact, I was looking at it like just making another year on not, you not know, illegal, just make because I mean, shit, I'm riding, I'm riding the wave right now, you know. And just, it was good. And then we had, we had, we had we had, patients, we had patients pass. I mean, we had, you know, patients that were legitimate. We really, we really did advocate for hooking them up we did everything that we could there was times where they might call us in the middle of the fucking night or something like that and we would we would make we would make arrangements to get them the fucking meds because you know we had empathy for the you know we knew that they they this was stuff to help relieve pain in you know certain situations and so that's what we did you know what I mean so you know we were about making money too but we were about at the same time making sure that if these people you know people who are presenting who or you know, honest with us and let us know or they want to divulge in the situation then we were there for them all the way No, and we had really good relationships with all these people a lot of people and like i said i think we've only cut like two people in the whole time you know and like i said we were growing word of mouth and and, and it was it was good it was good I was always stressed out every day because I felt like, you know, I I have to make phone calls. I'm filling jars. I got to make sure I'm stacking, you know, money this and that. I got to drive over here. I got to do that. I'm stressing out that on Sundays we're closed and shit. I want to be open all every all seven days a week and shit. You know what I mean? It's like I didn't want to, yeah. you know, it's like I'm, you don't want to lose anybody. And that probably just all comes from, kind you know. And a little addictive too. Not- absolutely addictive. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even have time to smoke. I didn't even smoke that much anymore. So I was just like, Everyone was like, man, I'd always be smoking. I'm fine. I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds good. But like, it, I want to be clear headed when I, you know, when I'm working, and I'm doing things I have to be, mm-hmm. because I can't be fucking up. You know what I mean? I can't be giving people the wrong. I can't be doing the double driving. Those are all things that you're, you're not gonna go- one of those people who could smoke and then function. I could if I really wanted to, but I didn't. But it's not fun. Yeah. I, no, it's not. Yeah. At that point, it's like you know, I'm just or not. So not not fun. It's uh, unpleasant. Yeah, it's unpleasant. Yeah, and plus, I was already getting to the point where I was tapering off of weed because of the way, didn't like the way that it made me feel. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, and and then, you yeah. know, we're gathering up and hopefully we're anticipating that when this does go legal legal, that we'll be able to get a brick and mortar and get our license and everything. And, you know, that was all debatable at the time just for the simple fact that every city kind of unveiled it a different way. Some had lotteries. Some it was like first first served. Some it was like there was a line order and some of them it was just like... Greasy. Give us you know, $2 million. Yeah, right. And we'll just fucking, you know, lay it out for you right there. You know what I mean? Just bypass and slide in and make it so. But we're I was still waiting, anticipating... And then, and again, my my kids are in school. Everything's taking her, they're glasses, they glasses, this and that. I mean, it, it, there was just money all the way around, right? You know what I mean? I mean, I think our best month or something was something like $87,000 or something. And I mean, it was doing things. It was doing things. And I really thought that this was like, this. I didn't give a fuck how much I worked. It drove me nuts. It did. There was times I looked at it and I said, man, we need fucking like a vacation and shit, you know? But it was for the cause, you know, it was for the cause. It was like, well, we were doing it. It was ours. In hindsight now, and I look back and everything, I, I yearned to have it all back, even if that was a bunch of fucking responsibility and all that shit, because it was ours, you know, no one else's. And we didn't have to rely on anything. There was always just cash in the pocket for whatever you needed, you know? Um, and then your revenue, um, but it was, I think uh, that best month, I think we pulled down like in hand or something like that, that was probably probably about 30,000 or something. I mean, it had to, you know, we were not, we were, I would, we were putting money back in. Of course. That was automatic. You know what I mean? And that's what we were putting back in to get more because it was all about just, it it doesn't matter. Even the more you got, the more it was like sold, the more you got it was constant. And when you ran out, that was like, when we start, things started getting a little skimpy and the jars started getting a little lean you know you're in panic mode yeah i'm reaching out and trying to touch different people you know what i mean are you suppliers yeah 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 and um that alone could probably could have been a job in itself uh, uh, no matter what just a, a constant of just uh, uh basically looking for and um you know allocating freaking you know green for for the for the um dispensary
0: were you using multiple phones at that
1: No, so you're just glued to the one, glued constantly. Yep, constantly, and I mean barrage, 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 barrage. You know, that's constantly. And there was people that didn't wait for you to open, or they got got it to after. I mean, those are all just part of the whole fucking biz of that that situation. Um, No one knew where we, you know, lived or anything like that. And we had business cards and the whole thing on there, referrals and everything. And uh, you, you know, you could find us online. You could look, literally, look, look us up. Um, and then everything just came to a grinding hole because it was 2016 in November that that's when we had the catastrophic event that happened where, you know, we lost our son. And at that point, the whole thing was pretty much over. And I'm not saying that there was, obviously, you know, there was just... We couldn't do anything and we were, you know, just, you know, a wreck, just wrecked out, like totally. And it was that was all something that didn't, the whole accumulation of, of that happening and everything else that entailed did not bounce back and did not go any further. It just tapered and tapered and tapered until it was, and it was done. Um, we had family come in and try to work. And I think that there was some, you know, flower taken and money taken, and, you know, um, especially when you're dealing with cash and all that. I mean, it's, you know, a whole different. And plus, when there wasn't around you, know, just people were able to just do whatever they kind of necessarily want. And um, I mean, it was just bad, you know. And what was more important? I mean, it's, you know, honestly, just the well being of my wife and my daughter was important. And I, I the way it was, I I was affected right off the gate. Not to say that anyone has, you know, anything more like it, but unfortunately what I had to witness and experience and being there and stuff was really hard hitting for me. And so I, I, I couldn't, like I said, I didn't know what I want to drive. I felt like, I felt like if I, anytime I was in the car, I, I, you know, wanted to just go right in front of a car and I wanted to go off the cliff. I'd stop and just bang on my steering wheel and be bawling and crying, and yelling and screaming. And and it was just, it was constant, you know. It was almost like I could be like that all day long. And, you know, um, without talking to myself and yelling and, you know, talking out loud. And, um, you know, and I knew that, she knew that, you know, like, you know, he needs to, he needs to step back and he needs a little, you know, and she mustered up, th- you know, and, and, and kind of pushed through while I sat back. But, you know, how long does that happen before, you know, I'm sitting there going, it, it, like I said, I, it, things got to keep going. I mean, you know, it's, it's, we can't put freeze on everything. It just has to keep going. Bills have to be paid. Things have to be done. And. You Know back around, then she came and she was more on the side of just, you know, um, basically morning, being depressed, just being broken. And I kept going at it, and I mean, I knew I needed help, I knew I needed therapy, I knew I needed a lot. Did you get it? I, I did, I did go out there and get and You had therapy, I did, yeah, no, I, I definitely did. And I saw Tell a me about that, a, um. Male or female therapist a female and i went back to a place that i had started going years before oh cool when i involuntary i mean i voluntarily decided just to go and get therapy because i needed to work on you know some anger issues and um attitude and i wanted to be a better father and a better you know a husband and stuff so i did go and, and that was and you know that was something i did and so i went back and and is it helpful I mean, yes and no. I mean, it, it, it was helpful because it was maybe you know a place to vent and just talking always you know continuously. Even though it was so upsetting, and talking about it, you know, you know, kind of helped. But the the failure there was that there was things that were said to me that we would do that get done, and none of that ever got picked up. What do you and mean? like they were going to do this light therapy thing on me or something, oh. you know? And and um, I felt like you know they wanted to help so bad and they were saying this all these things about you know we could do this but nothing ever really happened and you just get together and it was like we're not there was some coping things there was some things I mean I'm not gonna say that there wasn't but I don't think it was the right type of therapy that I needed um at first you know everything was kind of but then when things they thought things kind of tapered down there that they the the pullback was a lot greater. And then I started going to a, a psychiatrist, and, you know, you spend X amount of time, and all of a sudden they just were, like, writing up all these fucking things, thinking that I need. Do you remember what you were prescribed? Um, I think it was, like, four different things or something, or three or four different things. I don't really necessarily remember.
0: How long but, did you take them for, if at all?
1: Um, I mean, I think I might have taken them straight for... I don't know five six months maybe and then that, and then I just I you're just like no, I, I think I I started thinking about it and I was like look at this I, I, st- like, I, I have to go and spend time to go do this I got to go grab these pills and, was, and I was looking at the prices and everything of you know and I'm thinking to myself like I don't want to be a slave to this my whole life mm-hmm. I I know all the, and that I started seeing a different I started seeing a different therapist a guy um and a little bit later no but uh, 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 and a little bit later and i liked him i i really did he, he i felt like he gave me some strategies. and i felt like we referred to the book and he would you know he'd go look and say these, you know certain things and you know and just just to be real and honest i mean there was a time where I, that little bit right there i was separated from my wife and you know, and she would always say, you know, that I fooled, like, every single one of my therapists and that somehow or another I pulled the wool over them and that I was manipulating them. Um, and were you? No, I don't. No, until this day, I, I say no. I mean, I wasn't fooling myself relying to myself to make myself out to be uh, a, a different type of person or, you know trying to, you know, sugarcoat certain things or whatever. I mean, there was a, there was accountability. I'm not going to say that at the first, when I first started seeing therapists and everything, that everything was totally on the up and up, like I'm just over there just pouring out my... No, but I mean, there was things, this and that. But when I went to that individual, the, 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 the male individual, I, I I opened up to him and was really accepting and really trying to understand my role and what I had done and the accountability and how it makes others feel and stuff like that. So I I believe that there was a lot of, you know, true uh healing and true like um many awakening? Yeah, like maybe understanding my place and what I have done and how it made other people feel from their standpoint and, you know and So how you relate to everything around you, your experiences and your people? Yeah. yeah. Um. And where you stand for yourself. Yeah, and I he always well, keeps saying, you know, well, you got it. There's got to be something for yourself because it was always like, not all about me. And that that's the whole thing. It's not. It's not. It, it's it. Maybe to some extent, there are certain things, aspects. It was, but you know, I wouldn't even be talking about these things or doing those things if I did not, you know, care about how I am and how I want to change and be. And not be this other person, you know, because Mm -hmm. I know that's not healthy. I know it's it's toxic and what have you. So, you know, I, you know, and I worked at it and I, you know, went to my sessions and, and then he bailed on me. (laughs) Did he? He fucking bailed on me. Oh, wow. And that jaded me again because I, I, I've heard that happen yeah. to so many people. I'm just therapists. therapist. And then I said, you know what? I, he did teach me a lot. And I was like, you know what? I've got tools. I've got these mechanisms. I have some tools. What, what more am I going to gain? And I've done years of therapy when I was younger too. Like what more am I going to gain? You know what? And then that's when I was realizing I don't want to sit here and be on these pills. And... I decided I'm just cutting them. I'm not fucking doing it, and I just stopped all of them. And I don't regret not one fucking minute of that, because I am a big, big p- proponent. I'm a big pusher of, you know, your own will, and that we all are capable, and we all have the potential. And you, you just got to fucking do it. You got to fucking do it. And yeah, I know there's gonna be things that are rough, and things are gonna be hard you lived you know you think about the first 15 16 17 years of your life you lived we're all capable it's about getting comfortable and getting back to um ways that we're not used to you're with somebody for fucking x million years and then they're out of your life you you feel like you can't go you feel like how the fuck am i going to move on every day Mm. well you will you will but you have to just adapt and you have to you make it a routine. You got to make it, get that pattern going where it becomes a habit, a habitual f- a habit. You wake up in the morning, you, you know, yeah, you're by yourself, you're home, that's it. And there's no one there. Your, your wife's gone, your, your, your daughter moved off, and, you know, you got your dog and you're just, that, you're just there. You fucking deal with it and you cope and you fucking, you, you, make, you make do. Yeah, there was fucking nights where I'm bawling alone and I'm in the shower every single time crying. And she's like, yeah, I fucking, yeah, fucking yeah, I was. I was fucking heartbroken I mean fuck I mean yeah but I still get up and I still put my underwear on and I you know I I still make moves and and that's what you do um or I might as well just wither in the corner and just fucking say fuck it and there was many times where I just wanted to say fuck it there was a couple times I got real close in fact there was a time where I got close enough and you know, um, my wife basically, in some way, shape, or form, it was me and her, and I ended up getting into a hospital. Now, I didn't really anticipate kind of the situation. I didn't anticipate that my wife was going to leave me when I was in the hospital, like in the mental thing. That was rough.
0: You were admitted to a psych ward?
1: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm and um i didn't know kind of like what that entailed but it was pretty intense you know they take away everything and you know you're living in you know this 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 they, room that's like a hospital looking Did they pat you down yeah, they took away everything and from you. Me. Yeah, and you wear the yeah. the sticky sock. Yeah, the the whole night. Yeah, sticky sock. You have to participate. I had to see a doctor every I've day. I've never like been a...
0: admitted, but I've been in the I've been in the who oh, might be admitted or not be admitted area. Yeah, so I know what you're talking about.
1: There was a Remember uh, the
0: therapist. The therapist like walks over and she's like, "Why are you like you know so upset right now?" And um and I pointed at the security guard. And I was like, "Cause that guy thinks I want to stab you." <laughs> oh, shit. Damn, that's fucking that pisses me off.
1: Yeah, that was. You thought counselor, you saw a doctor, you mm-hmm. thought therapist. I mean, there was like all these people, and you had to run off. the, you know, do you feel like this? Do you do you see? But you know, you know, I had to go through all these processes, and at first I was very. You know, I was rubbed a little wrong way, and I didn't. But you know, I was like, you know what, I mean, you know what, fuck it. You know, here's the thing, I'm here. You know what. Just participate and go along. And and really, I'm not saying I just did it. No, I, I legitimately participated. I really did try it, you know, and I was talking to these other people and, and really tried to just be the role of just, you know, hey, you know what? Just embrace this because, you know what? In the end... You know, this is so, and, and and it and it did happen like that because I read a couple of books and I was in there too. I and mean, books I would never ever even pick up pick up and fucking read. You know, these one book that was by the the that lady that was the medicine woman, that show, you know? She would and it was just like a really, really motivational, uplifting book about these stories about these people who had like these miracle things in their lives, you know? Um I would have never, just, I would have never even touched that book. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the picture of her just, you know you know, you know it's just like weird, but but again, you know, it, it was just, it, you were know, motivated. So when I got out of there, I knew that, you know, you know, I wanted to make better, you know, I wanted to do, you know, do something better, you know? Um, and then the, and it was like a baby about a week or something before I was getting out and I was, you know, why are you going to be there to pick me up? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm gone. You know I mean? I'm out. I'm already, you know, and I was, and then, you know, that's, I didn't want that to spiral me into another situation. You know, obviously I was very, very you know, very upset and I didn't know. I'm thinking, I oh, don't what the fuck am I gonna do? You know, I gotta go out and I have responsibility of, you know, car car payment and you know, and then rent and daughter. and dogs. And no, the daughter was gone. I, um mm-hmm. yeah. And um I'm freaking out, you know, and I'm just like, you know, now I'm just stalling in here. Now it's like I'm I'm really wasting time. That's how I kinda of looked at it at that time, like I didn't want it. So my mom came and picked me up and um You know, took me home and I didn't know what to do. I didn't, I really didn't know what to do. I was just like fucking, uh. ah. But, you know, you just, you, you know, just like you, how do you eat an elephant? You know, you know, one bite at a time, it was just like, you know, just. you know and what do you got to get straight let's get back on the grind let's fucking you know what I mean I kept on telling myself you lived your life you've done this before you did it before you were loving you know what I mean that was a whole different attitude I understand about the situation and I fucking couldn't stand and you know my whole thing is you know instead of feeling and stuff like that I would just kind of go into like you know pissed off like hate mode because it's easier it's easier to hate something um, than to sit there and be trampled on fucking feelings all the time about being vulnerable and shit like that Uh so um and so this was probably a heavy 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 time where there was a lot of reflection going on um this is when um my mom suggested that i go see this psychic with her and um i was like oh man i don't i don't know i don't know you know what i mean I was, had said like, you ever done that before no i I'd never seen a psychic before yeah before that no, don't get me wrong there, there, I you know i had I the spiritual side but nowhere you know near the amount and no more near the belief and than it was then and nor was i really any religious person right i always taught my kids you know you want to grow up you can pick your religions whatever you know this, you know hear them all out find out what relates to you and i just want you to be good human beings. Nice. You know, yeah. Be decent human beings and know you are right and wrong and, you know, ethically and morally correct and stuff that what, that road. That's a know. good way to go about it? I mean, that's the way that kinda of like my dad was with me to a certain extent. Um and so she comes and picks me up and we're going, and I'm just like, you know, how much she paying? She's like, oh, it's seventy five dollars each. I'm like I said, I think you're wasting your money. I said, With, you know, on my side, and I'm like, I was like, I was, you know, I was like, if this bitch ain't getting more than three things right, you know, what I mean, I'm calling this out as mm-hmm. bullshit, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, we get down there, and um, we're going in there, and um, you know, this woman had rented kind of like this suite, whatever, whatever. It has this like the stairs and this bottom thing. It was, it was, it was you know, kind of nice. And my mom goes in first, and I think it was like maybe 15, 20 minutes later they come back out. And she's just like, yeah, I just, I would feel much more comfortable if um I didn't give you this reading. And, you know, I, you know, I refund you the money and everything. I'm like, what's going on? And my mom was like, yeah. He was like, you know, I can't give your mom this reading. She said something is, I, she goes, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something going on. There's something that is not, you know, being dealt with, or there's something that's just not, I can't see, I can't like, you know, I, I'm just Mm. getting blanks and there's just something, there's a blockage or something like that. And I'm looking at her and and I was like, fuck yeah, I have, what could this be? I don't know. But you know, we weren't trying to really bug out on or anything like that. She was like, okay, yeah, cool. You know? And so I go in there and you know, I got my phone, I'm going to record the whole thing. And you know, I sit down and I'm, I'm like, okay, you know what? Just, you know, don't give off any tells. Just, be you know stoic keep eye contact you know just try to be cool calm and collective you know what i mean let's just see how this pans out Mm -hmm. and i let her you know just go off and do her thing and you know she started talking about you know um she goes she started like laughing she goes you know i'm just they're telling me they're just like how long is it going to take i'm like like, what? And then, like, they said, all they do is just keep giving you, they keep giving you science and you just don't see it. I'm like, what? Like, you know, and she was like, you know, you're a man of science. And I was like, you know. And she's just like, and you're, 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 you're wasting a talent. And I was like, okay. She's like, all, all they want you to do is to just, you know, to acknowledge. And, um, she would say, you know, you really need to reconnect with your ancestry. And I was like, okay. And, and she would, she talked about that. um, She knew right off the gate, my brother, she's like, Oh, and your brother, your brother, Steve. And when she said it like that, I was like, you know, you, you, you know, I got, another brother you know like and she was like and you she goes and i just want you to know that they're, they're, we're all gonna pray for him and i was like what she was like because there's something coming up or something going on that is really really a pivotal uh, thing and we in we're you know afraid that it's you know it's gonna go the wrong way So i'm thinking like what i'm thinking about it i'm like i don't know anything going on with my brother right now that's you know and i'm like i'm surprised she even knew my brother's fucking name for that matter you know and I'm just like, okay. And then they they were like, uh, "You're you're 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 working on something. You're working on something something like your invention. You you're like working on a patent, aren't you?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Oh, okay. So they're telling me, you know what? Do not show anybody." they said because they feel like there's a good possibility that someone was going to try to take your idea and i'm like fuck like what the fuck you know again i'm like i'm not showing this i'm just like just being like mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm trying to keep it short because i figure you know um i don't want to act like you're going oh my god you know like they on inspired and um what was interesting is that there was no bringing up of my son Alex for whatever reason. I'm not going to overanalyze and like, try to pick it apart because I don't know, but I would think that that would be like number one right if I'm like in my face, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, but, it, but it wasn't. And um, I think in the end she ended up getting nailed seven different things just right on the fucking head. And um, when I walked out of there, I was just like, i told her at the end i said you know you were you were just like hitting on every cylinder like you you know and she just acts like you know yeah you know like that's kind of like what i do you know and so i was telling my mom well, i told her like like that was amazing that was absolutely she said worth the 75 yeah oh yeah totally she said um oh yeah that's right she said um Um, She said, your mom is, you know, very talented and she goes, "Uh, you, you have a talent too and you're, you're you're not utilizing it at all. She goes, you've been given clues all the time and you chalk it up to, and she would say, you would just, you know, chalk it up to coincidence or you didn't have anything to, you know, you weren't scientifically looking at certain things or whatever. And I was just like, fuck, you know. And this goes back to again, you know, my wife telling me, you know, oh, you know, the problem is you don't believe, you know, you know, you don't believe, don't believe. It's like constantly all, all, all the time, you know? And because I remember when I first met my wife, she was like, see, or is this like, oh yep, that guy, you know, this or ooh, that, you know what I mean? And I was like, What? Well, you, you know, like I don't, you know, I mean, I don't but I didn't I didn't knock him and be like, You're full of shit or anything like that. It was just like I don't, you know, like I can't experience that. I don't feel it, so I don't I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And um And then, you know, she had talked about tarot cards before. And so I'm like, huh, you know, so I started doing some more research and I was like looking up tarot cards and looking up runestones, different things. I was just like looking exploring and looking at palm reading and stuff and seeing, you know, the similarities. And, you know, there was some consistent things that were going on that was like, huh, you know, wow, I got this mark and this mark. And, you know, it's pretty, I'll would, I would put marker and put it on there because I wanted to be distinct and sit there and realize, you know, I'm not making, I, I could see what I'm seeing. I know what what's there, what's not there. And I was just, you know, putting more belief into it. And um, I think that that's that's when, in, in parallel, what was happening too is I started encountering paranormal things, mm. things that I never dealt with before in my life. Like ever. what? Like what? Um, well, let's What's see. What's the first one, maybe? Well, A lot of the first ones was noise okay okay it was a knocking a a light tapping or knocking Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty good at like figuring stuff out and triangulating and understanding where you know sounds come from you know because you know i just i'm not i I can you know put things together and you know scientific methods and stuff and i couldn't really figure out where some of them were coming from i would shut doors and then they would be open again and, if you know, with some of those things, I was just like, I didn't, I just chalked it up because I thought maybe I did it and maybe the dog, you know, opened it up, whatever. So I, I I purposely did it. I'm sitting there going, I know I'm shutting this door and I'm duly mentally noting that right now. And then it would be open. Not like all wide open, but it would be open. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. You know, <laughs> that's weird. You know, I, mean, I didn't really, still didn't pay me that much attention to it. Um, And then I, I saw something. What did you see? Um, I, I grabbed my phone and I took pictures it was a white hazy something I saw it on two two separate occasions in my bedroom one was right at the front of the door and one was in, in the closet and I took pictures of these I took pictures of these and I took pictures and I was really excited when I said, but I said you know what I'm just people. I just I'm going to ask them to look at I'm not going to say fucking shit I don't want to I don't want to taint the thought process of any of these people I just want it to be what do they see and as I showed, I mean, yeah, they're like, something's there, you know, there. my daughter was like, that's a, that, that's a, one of them, she's like, that's a full human being, you know, that's a, that's a person or something. And I showed, I, the one picture was very compelling because when I looked at it and after a while I looked at it, I knew, I knew what it was because I dug up a picture of like my son and what he was wearing and how he looked and everything. It looked very much like that. And of course I go, I'm, I'm bawling and, you know, crying my eyes out and everything. Cause I mean, it just felt like this was like, what the fuck are the chances of this and this and that. So, you know, my wife, we were talking, you know, and we are were, we we're kinda, I don't know if we were fully, but we might've been, I, I can't really truly remember cause things were a little gray, but I showed her and she knew right off the gate. She saw she knew exactly what that was. Wow. And and if you have showed you the picture in the picture, I mean that that's stuff. So there was no 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 doubt about that. Now, mind you, you know, he had already passed and I, I already went through a lot of dreams and I'm a lucid dreamer, big time, and there was a lot of things that I did when I was younger, teaching myself Um, how to have more control in my dreams, and you know, mind you, you know, I'm a this kid's a product of you know, you know, just you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like Lawnmower Man, and these different movies that just felt like it enabled me to believe that you know that there was so much potential and that we can, we can, you know, do things, we can change things. We can, you know, be a certain way, you know, and, you know, I wanted to find out, how, you know, I wanted to you know, order smart drugs and stuff and different, you know, as I was always, you know, kind of like on the outskirts of certain things with that. And I just practiced and I wanted to astral plane too. You know, there was another thing I wanted to do and I knew that it just, you know, would take time. And so I, I never really astral you, but I always kept, before I went to bed, because you know what? I always knew, no matter what, you're going to go to bed. You're going to go to bed. And when you do, well, you know what I'm saying? That, that forces me to say what I needed to say the time that I was going to go to bed, yeah. instead of forgetting, you know? And I would say, you know, I would go and say these certain things, and because I wanted to promote that I was going to remember my dream, and I faced a certain way, on my bed faces.
0: Many the- Manifestation.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it was uh, it was embedding your into your head before you slept, so that it was there, it was on your mind, it oh. was it was in your brain, you know, and it could be regurgitated possibly in a dream or somehow or another that it was going to surface in the dream or something, and there was going to be a connection that was going to be made somewhere at one point in time, and the, and things like I said progressed. It got to the point where I started flying at the low speed, the low ground stuff, you know, and I could just jump and fall and I might be like three, two or three or four inches on the ground. And, you know, and it starts off like that, but if, you know, you keep working at it, you keep working at it you keep working at it, you'll get a little bit higher, you'll fly a little bit longer and then it gets a little bit better and it gets a little easier because it's just practice, it's just practice. And I would wake up and I would remember more of my dreams. Sometimes I'd remember like two dreams and some rare occasions I might even get three dreams. Now, somehow or another, I, I can't really distinguish sometimes when they're cut up like i might just stop and then i be mean, i'm over here and this is where i was you know i mean to me that's kind of like a, a possibly a different dream because it's a whole different atmosphere in my dream you know but you know you get to the point where you know some things that happen in your dream like in your gun you like but you have to like really like sit there and really try and you you can make things happen it might not be perfect even you know it might be a little weird but you are manipulating, you're making a change in the dream, so things are happening because of your conscious efforts to make that change or whatever it mm-hmm. is sometimes it's a lot, and sometimes it's not enough <laughs> um and and you know, I can relate there was dreams where you knew people around you that were family and friends or whatever, but you didn't see their face because it just never man, it just never it could be so, and so many all the different things that go along with that and Then I was to the point where I could just jump up right up in the walls and just hang out and fly over and I could fly up and just, you know. But you had I had to say really mental focus because if I got really high and things got a little bit overwhelming, it was just like tank. (laughs) It was fucking full on (laughs) fall to the fucking ground. But when you got to a certain height up, all that went away. It was like, I don't know how to describe it, but the fear factor was not there anymore. And then there was a time where I flew off and just flew straight up and I just left. I just was out and I was flying. I don't know at the speeds in which I thought, you know, the the planets were going right past me out to some nebula or some shit. I don't know what it was. Hmm. I think that's when I truly did have a out of body uh, astral planning experience. And mind you too, keep in mind that I had nightmares a, a lot of my life and I know it might sound crazy, but they were nightmares of Bigfoot constantly every fucking night. Everywhere, it doesn't matter what I was dreaming about or where I was in my dream, there was always a Bigfoot. Lurking in the. Or more around somewhere. Oh my God. Always just trying to keep an eye on me, like looking every, if I was in a house, it <clears throat> doesn't matter what window I walked up to or whatever. If there was flies, whatever, I knew that there was <clears throat> one on the other side because I can hear it. I could, I could sense it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if my dream was somewhere where I'm going down a fucking uh uh uh, uh and uh, the water is flooded and I'm in a in a uh, a casket using it as a boat when there's like literally werewolves and fucking vampires that are swimming in the water, which was one of my dreams at one point. That that there was there was a Bigfoot somewhere. Wow. All the time. For how long? Years. Probably until I was 19, 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. Now, the one correlation that I can make in this is that um, when I met my wife, there was a lot of reflection in, I mean, it was kind of years down the line a little bit. So it wasn't just right when I met her. It was like maybe four years or something in. In your mid-20s, early 20s? That's when I started um, realizing Cause I had dreams also too. The other nightmares was of not like finishing school and stuff, you know? So I had mm. these like haunting dreams almost. And mind you, there's the, the bigfoot things just So there, but like I'd have these haunting dreams where it was about not finishing school mm. and being embarrassed and all these different things, school, you know? And it was, and I felt like it was this constant eating at me where I needed to change things in my life. I needed to fix some of the things that, or didn't go to fruition when I was younger like I needed to go and get my GED I needed to do this I needed to get this felony slash you know a misdemeanor shit like, off my record and shit like that you know like these are things that I felt compelled that I needed to do it in order to feel right and even though I might have done that and I chased it for a long time to, to complete these things it still I didn't feel whole I still felt like things that I did that made me feel good made me feel guilty like I shouldn't be doing them You know, um, like I'm wasting my time. Well, what did you do with your life? And blah, blah, blah. And maybe that had to do with, I don't know. I can't say really midlife crisis because I don't, I I can't say, but who knows. But so during the time that I'm um, seeing the paranormal thing, um, there was another incident where I heard something and I've like, you know, I'm going to start filming. Well, wow. If at any time I, and I would, I was sleeping out in the living room on a mattress on the floor. Cause I didn't want to sleep in my bedroom. Cause I didn't, it, the just the didn't want memory and anything that was going on in there. So I slept on the floor and I had my, my uh tablet and I had Daisy and my little pug right there with me. And we, that's, that was my gig. And, and, and so, okay. So during the situation that this was, was happening, um, I was putting more faith in, um, you know, my my, my spiritual side and believing and seeing the signs and, and you know, uh, process of manifestation of trying, you know, certain things. Like, this was going through kind of a few experimental things and I started getting back into, you know, drawing again and doing mm. and started. And, I, and there was some times, because I think we were... On and off, that's not like this was years and years that we were not together, but it was it was on and off there, and we were seeing and we were doing art and painting and stuff, and I was like writing poems and you know, and I was just kind of just getting in touch back with you know who aspects of my life and different things that i I knew were there um and um and so I come to find out. Well, before they found out about the curse. So there was a, a couple little instances. There was one where I started filming. And then there was one night where I heard something. And so I busted out my phone and I just was kind of just like this. Now I recorded all this and I didn't, there was, there was absolutely nothing. I was just like, okay, cool. click you know, whatever. And so I went to go and I looked and the first frame of the video, I was fucking freaked out. I looked down and I saw two fucking faces, and I just and I mean, anyway, I'm start, I'm the goosebumps are starting to come, and I said, oh fucking so I sent this, I sent it to my brother. I said, what well, just, what do you see, what do you see, and he looked at it. He goes, oh fuck, man, I see it. And I'm like, well, what do you? see? And he's like, yeah, I see it. He saw one. I said, look at the, on the top right there. And then, you know, and so confirmation, and then I sent it, you know, to my, and it was just, yeah, there was a confirmation. Now, they didn't necessarily see what I saw in the video, but, and, and it could be debated, I don't know. So I'm not going to sit there and say, but there was a black, looked like the top of a head or something that came poking out. And, you know, mind you, there was some reflection and stuff, but here's the thing. During the whole video, if I moved out like this, you know, I get it that it's going to move back in because it's kind of like, you know, like it's, it was kind of like that type of, but there was one time where I, I, I did that and and it it didn't move until I stopped and then it moved. It just it didn't make sense to me because it looked like it independently was doing whatever it was on its own. Now, that could be debated and that's fine. But the faces, you know, there was faces there and they looked weird and they weren't all devilish, but they were just like weird. It was like old man or something. And then it was like a lady or something. Mm. Um, and then that's not really the, the good, good, but the good, the best part of the whole thing, I mean, it's with the most two incidents that still. Okay. So one, um, I was drinking a little, you know, and I was listening to the music and I was started, you know, this is back and I was, and I was starting to like sing a little bit doing karaoke. I never really did karaoke, but by myself, we get a little drinking, you know, I can get my little thing on or whatever. Mm. And I was recording and I remember sitting down and having some drinks and I'm just chilling I had the music going and I don't know where. I have these letter K's, you know, because my last name is Kennedy, and this letter K comes coming off the shelf and goes and just barely nicks me on my neck in the back oh, of my yeah. ear and goes down and I I freak out. I'm turning around. I'm looking around. I, I have no idea. I didn't. I'm kind of tipsy. I don't even see the, the K behind me on the couch. I'm just kind of assuming that something you know touched me up. I'm like, what the, f-? you know? And then I got up and I turned and I saw that can. I was like, well, what the fuck? And I'm looking up over there, and there's like, I'm like sitting there, like, what? How the? How did that happen? And I'm like feeling everything. I can feel a little bit of skin. So I I go to the bathroom because I wanted to look, and I go to the bathroom, and yeah, it's a little bit. It just you know barely missed hit my head. This thing is like a a pound and a half piece of wood carved like a K, you know. Mm -hmm. And I go back over there, and I go back over there, and now on the couch is this little tiny mini like chandelier bead thing that fell and is sitting right there where I was, what you know, sitting and this thing was tied up there with like fishing string. And it was like this little sculpture thing of this wire that comes and kind of has these little, uh, uh, going out and had beads all on it and stuff. You know, it was in our bathroom, but I put it on and that fell. And I'm sitting there fucking thinking like, what the fuck, you know, and I'm not, like, freaking out or anything like that because I don't I don't really give a fuck about the entity. I don't, like, giving it any credit. At first, I was doing the door things, and I, was, I was like, yeah, really, you know, that's what the fuck you're going to do? Like, really, that's the big show here? Like, really, doors and shit? Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, that. what, what are you hoping to accomplish with that, you know? But I didn't really feed anything into this one, and uh, I let it be. It was about the most I've ever had in regards to, like, something physically happening. So... And a few nights later, my brother comes over with his um, wife and their four kids, and they're bringing over Panda Express. We're you know we're going to eat. They want to take me out, whatever. And I said no, let's stay home. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll just go bring some pan over, and they did. And his, you know, son is one of his only son is a little bit, a little bit, maybe just not that much, but he's on the spectrum a little bit, mm-hmm. and he um. He's just very agitated and irritated and he, you know, doesn't want to sit down with the, his brothers, his sisters. And, you know, and I'm just like thinking that's, that's just how he's being, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so I help out. I'm like, you know, do you want me to give you a TV stand, your own thing and everything? And at first things are, but nothing's like work, really working. He keeps on saying he wants to go out in the Escalade and, and, and eat. And it keeps going over and over. And finally, and he's just getting really distraught. And finally, you know, my My um, brother's wife comes over and he's like, you know, he's never acted like this. You know, he is um, definitely acting, you know, weird. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I said, I told my brother, I was like, did you, did you mention anything about what I told you yesterday? And she's like, what do you mean? What did you tell him? And so my brother tells her, you know, and they just, she's like, we're, we're, we're going to have to leave. Straight up, just like and just pack up everything else. Well, what happened the night before? Before they came over, that the night before, before like it was that night, and it stayed over. It happened the next day, and then it was that day they came over. Was I the first night I came decided to go and sleep back in my bedroom? Okay, and I was just like, oh fuck it, you know, I'm just gonna. And I go in in there, and I go to bed. And no big deal. But when I woke up that morning, I look over on my phone, you know, because I just and you got password you know to get in my phone i go in and look and i had sent two messages to my wife that unintentional like i i i wasn't texting you know doing anything like that and i was like what the fuck and i look and one of them is just babble it's just like star you know asterisk and you know forward slash and dash and a number here whatever And it was very jarbled up and i was like fuck you know that's like crazy weird and then the second text of a audio clip. And mind you, again, keep in mind that it's Android. You have to push, hold down that mm-hmm. mic button right there to voice right. a little tiny recording, and then you let go and you can send it. Yep. I play it, and it's just like static for 15 seconds. Like, no, my, You know, when I'm listening to this, I'm fucking like weirded the fuck out because I'm like, what the fuck? I couldn't explain it. And I... Rattle my brain because I'm a person that just wants to figure these things out. I could not. I'm telling everybody about it, and I kind of felt like everyone was kind of looked at it like, oh, yeah, whatever. It's like, no, to me, it's a big fucking deal. Like, I don't know. Then it was that day, that night, That that's when they came over, and that's when they had belt, that's when they had to leave. So he was feeling something. He was feeling something. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to fucking be there. I can't explain really any of it. I look at it like, you know what? There's a good possibility that there could have been a more you know, like, a uh, uh, entity there that probably was, you know, up to no good or whatever it may be. And I chalk up the whole thing to opening up. And once you kind of become like a believer and you kind of like, you know, like crossover where I, I believe you're kind of, you, they you, maybe you're being seen that you're vulnerable or like you're, you know, you just opened up and you're like, you're fresh for the, you know, right for the getting in there and, you know, trying to latch on or attack or, or just. what. Latch on, attack, bug, or you know just whatever I don't know, I really don't know because it doesn't I don't experience any of it anymore, but I feel like I've become you know stronger, you know, and I've already had mental fortitude, that wasn't like you know because I always believed that you know no one can hypnotize me unless I want to be hypnotized, but um that stopped, and every time my wife came over nothing happened and i would try be like oh well, maybe tonight you know what i mean because i wanted to have her witness i i wanted her to you know be able to see it so that you know she can acknowledge that you know this something was happening mm-hmm. and never did and never did and and, and things just dissipated after that and i didn't have that experience so those those paranormal things stopped and i never had anything from them. but you know again then it goes into that um i ended up you know um doing a um Okay, so I, my mom comes over and she's telling me, "Oh, you know, I found out. I I found out what what happened with um that reading that we had, and that um, she's telling me that um after she and this is what I'm getting from her, that she went back down there and had another reading, and that 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 they told her that like um I was blocking that reading from happening. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, and you know, I'm believing my mom what she's telling me, and then that's when she tells me about being cursed and about what my great great grandma had said Um, that when I was in my mom's womb and that my mom didn't even know that she was having a boy and that the words again and and they come to find out too that you know uh, them being like witches or whatever or practitioners seven generations back and that even the town and the community would come to them in order to resolve issues and different things and shit like that and come to find out that they that my grandma and my great grandma were doing everything that they can to stop my grandpa from passing because they didn't want him on the other side. And then my grandpa lives to fucking 102 years old, mind you? Yeah. And he was a a drinker and a smoker. So, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, what the fuck? So to me, to me, that made sense to me. In hindsight, I go back and I think how many times I've said, "Man, what a shitty hand that I've been given." I lose my father to AIDS when I'm fucking, you know, fourteen to what? something for, had, to AIDS. AIDS, oh man. I lose my son. When he's at fourteen. I mean, come on. I mean, that's just just one thing. You know, what I mean, it's like what the fuck? Like, what are my chances? What are the chances of that? So to me, it seemed like, well, fuck, man. Yeah, it, it does it like make sense. Yeah, it made sense to me because there was other correlations too. That kind of wait, you were that,
0: fourteen.
1: Uh-huh, and when I lost your my dad. Passed. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he was fourteen. When Alex he, was fourteen. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay.
1: yeah. Um, and yeah, I was I told it's a hell of a irony. Yeah, I mean, my they didn't tell me my dad was passing. They I they knew for months and months and months and months, and it was like the last week and a half they tell me, because they said that I I, I wouldn't be mature enough or be ready to 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 hear that and understand that. Yeah, they made the decision for me. Is what it was. So I mean, thank thanks for them. Thankful for them. No, and I don't. I don't hold anything. I still, you know, you know, recipes my my grandma and grandpa and I, I. love them. And and that's not even talking about the will. That's not even talking about the manipulation that was done in regards to my grandma and grandpa's credit scores and stuff. I mean, it was, that's a whole. I mean, but you know what? I still love my sister. I still you know love my grandma and grandpa and you know I have love even for her husband, my brother in law, um, and their kids. You know, love their kids. Um, so that was, so I just, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to fucking get this shit. I'm going to lift this crystal off of me. If, by all means, I, I will do it. I will do it myself. So, uh, you know, I'm doing this study and realizing what I do and, you know, and I'd already had a high respect for crystals and stuff like that. Those are just things that, you know, even science, even, you know, was able to, you know, show me that there was, um, a lot of different aspects and different, um, characteristics and different things that resonated with that whole situation that goes back to you know you know tesla and everything all the other stuff and so i did i made a sigil and i did the whole process and the whole ritual thing and you know people look at like it was you know it's you know getting married is a ritual there's so many things that are rituals you know if you don't want to call it that what have you and i did it and i wore what i needed to on my neck for the three days and I, i i discarded it the way that you know it was supposed to and fuck, it, when it was after that, I did another sigil on, you know, luck of, you know, just, you know, money and stuff, because I just figured, you know what, I'm going to stack the deck, and I said, I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to listen to what, what kind of what was being told to me on the term reading, I'm not, I'm not going to worry about money anymore, I'm not going to worry about it, I would always be worrying about money, I always worried about it, and I, when that happened too, I, I stopped worrying about money, and for, I'm no joke, for years, Money came. Money came. Now people say, oh, that's a, you know, college. I never, I never gave up anything. I still, still stay true to who who I am. And I did not, I don't, I don't do none of that shit. You know, I believe in God. I believe a creator. I believe regardless of what anybody says that in my heart, because I've always been about being true. Like just being a good person in the sense that I'm, I, I don't I'm, i don't kill i don't don't do anything like that i try to i just try to do my best and even if my best is not good enough i feel like my intentions are good like i'm not a bad person point blank i love my kids i love kids i get along with all kids love me all animals fucking love me it doesn't matter if people dogs whatever don't like they fucking always i'm always the exception of the rule anytime it comes to fucking cats and dogs with people Boom. There's got to be a, a reason. For that I, I just don't pull that out of my fucking ass and manipulate these animals and everything like me. You know, that doesn't fucking happen. And, and there was always I was self-doubt not believing certain things about myself like because they were out of the norm. So I didn't fucking pursue them because I did not want to be that fucking outcast or that person. When I sat down in a chair, number 11 in fucking fifth grade, when I got assigned that chair, there's something that resonates... With number 11. And the number 11 had stuck with me my whole fucking life. And it's been a number, a go-to number for me. And I know now why. Because I, I am an 11. That's why there wasn't a connection there. Even though, even though, based off of the math and based off that I, I'm a 9, I'm a fucking 11. Because I've always known I was a fucking 11. What do you mean? That's my life number. Life number? Yeah. I'm an 11. There's things that, you know, later on in life or when you start looking at things the right way, through the right eyes, you start seeing the connections and seeing where those, those, uh, those, those connections stem from or why you were a certain way or why you thought that way. You know, you don't see it then because you, you're, you're either immature or you're just ignorant because you don't have the knowledge you don't know. But if you're able to look back and you start making these connections, you will see things are laid out for everybody. The breadcrumbs are laid out for everybody, but it's the individual that needs to be able to pick up and see them, and 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 see and see past the bullshit, and start understanding the signs and little tells and little clues and little things that are that are around. And you'll see the consistencies, and you'll start seeing how manifestation and how things could happen around you if you just fucking my wife told me a hundred million times if you fucking believe. So they laughs at me like, why why are you still surprised? Why you you laugh and you get all. Because it's not coincident. Because I, I make things happen. You can't just make million dollars and all kinds of stuff pop up and do this and that. And that might be something that's a little bit more on the, you know, trying to pull stuff from dark. You, you have to be just practical and be true to the nature of, you know, of what it is. You just hope and you, you know, you you make good and don't get me wrong, I'm blessed. I'm blessed for a lot of things that I have because, you know, God has enabled, you know, me as a human being to be able to experience and do these things. But and and I don't I'm not trying to because we can go farther, and farther deep into the whole situation where it's I see, I don't think I, I, I don't offend God like, because I know that God is not just this person that everyone thinks and forgives. No, no, no. If you really listen to the things that are described and how God was, you know, there's a lot of things that God, God has an attitude. You know, God, there's things that doesn't, he doesn't like that are pet peeves peace to him there. He can have wrath. I mean, he can, he, you know I mean? He can get down. He's not perfect. I don't really care. I'm not offending him if I'm saying he's not perfect. We're made in his image. He had angels turn on him. He has all these things going on. Why, why is that? Because Noah's perfect. They're not perfect. If God can be betrayed, which like, how could that happen? But it did. And I'm not saying I need to put him down notches. It's not, I mean, I'm not you know, saying that any way, shape or form. But there's respect there. There's mutual respect as a higher being in a higher elevation. But at the same time, I have to look at the track record here. That's reality. You know, Enoch got pulled up there and, you know, he liked Enoch for some, whatever, I don't know the reason, but he admired him. Why? And Enoch got to be shown things that a lot of people will never be able to see. So, me and the universe and that it was created by him, no matter what, we're all meshed, we're all there's synergy all there. Even if I'm saying the universe or I give praise back, back to him, it's all can be broken down. It can all be broken down to the point where it shows that there's creation with everything. So he, and if that's part of that, then that means that no matter if it's that or him, it's all together. We're all, all together. So I'm not distinguished when I say, you know, from the earth, there's energy around us everywhere. The trees can speak to us, plants should be able to speak to us, the animals. That's all energy. It's mm-hmm. all just energy. So guess what? All I'm acknowledging that, that's all. So I'm, I'm giving that acknowledgement. I'm giving that respect. I'm saying, you know what that universe does, you know, when he comes to you in dreams or when he does, you know, th- that's part of the universe. It has to be facilitated through. He doesn't walk over and just make a have in front of everybody. There's things that happen either with angel or with just the universe, period. So when I say this now, it's not like I'm giving praise. No, I'm giving respect to say, you know what? You know what? There were things presented. There was things put in my path, and they're put in paths for a lot of people. But do you pick up and run with it? Do you see it? Do you make choices based on that? Do you acknowledge? Do you feel it? That's the question. And I think when you're more in tune, even with yourself and your subconscious, it's easier to see these things and it's easier to make the connection so that you see with a little bit more clarity what's ahead of you or what decision you make because like again it's all choices mm-hmm. it's a matter if it's what door you're picking and where you're walking yeah so i pretty sure I was getting about that time
0: <laughs> I think I think that's a nice note to end on
1: thank you Joe as always no problem love it all right. Love being here, and I appreciate you having me here. So.
0: Oh, thank you. If you listened all the way through, and you're finally at this point, thank you for listening to the whole thing. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.